Faith at the Fringe, a Sanctuary First podcast series. Uncovering God in the creative arts. At the biggest international arts festival in the world, Sanctuary First stops to ask, where does faith and art meet? Faith at the Fringe, a Sanctuary First podcast, in which we seek to try and uncover where God is in the midst of the art at the Edinburgh Art Festival and at the Fringe Festival. I'm Albert Bogle, and I'm joined with my colleague, uh, Jack Steele. Hello there. And together we're going to be talking with some of the members from Hope City Church who are involved in that very area of trying to connect with people through the arts at the Arts Festival here in Edinburgh, and I'm interested in this conversation, so come and join us and see where it all takes us. <laughs> and so I want to welcome, first of all, with us is Ellen Oliver, who Ellen has actually been with us earlier this week as part of the, the Stomping Gospel. Yeah, look at Stomping Gospel fans. Band. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got that wrong last time. Well. <laughs> and she has with her her colleague John, who is, I think, the director of music at the Hope. Yeah. At the Hope Hopefully, City yeah. Church, and uh, also. So th- this is where we're going to be going today. So thank you for coming. Being Thanks with for us. having us. Good. So tell me a little bit about Hope City's vision for the arts, getting involved with the, with 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 artists and seeking to explore faith with artists. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, from the get go, we've talked about um, not only trying to foster the. Uh, artists and aspiring artists within our congregation, but in a kind of uh, uh, missional sense, connecting with the artistic community in the city and really across the country. Um, And some of that will be um, acts of goodness, like providing an opportunity for artists to play in a uh, kind of wasteland, often economy of of gigs, Um, just blessing them in that way, um, of trying to create a, a space for artists to uh, come together, because often artists are islands mm. and uh, live uh, separate from one, one another. Um, so from the very beginning of Hope City, which is uh, only three, four years old, um, we've said we intentionally want to um, value the arts, we want to pursue the arts, we want to make it part of kind of who we are and what we do. Um, so these shows are just an extension of the kind of mindset we've had. Great. So, uh, Ellen, you're telling me you've got three shows on this particular week, and we're and you're looking for people to come and, and yeah, and enjoy them, enjoy them, and mm-hmm. maybe bring friends. So, tell me a little bit about the shows. Sure. So, there's um, <coughs> three nights of events: uh, Thursday the twenty fifth. Um, so, we've got both uh, Christian artists and non-Christian artists that are working in the sort of jazz pop world um, around Scotland. So, Thursday night, we've got um, Kitty, um, who is based in Glasgow. Um, really cool, vibey jazz pop stuff. A bit like Amy Winehouse, if you've ever heard of her. A little mm. reference, but go and check out her stuff. Supporting her, we've got Hope City House Band, we're calling it. Um, that includes um, some music from John and myself and other amazing musicians from aclo- across um, Scotland. Um, then the Friday night is purely jazz, um, jazz instrumental stuff, John Green Quintet. 
John is a trumpeter, and him and his band will come headline that night. And then we've got Kevin McKenzie Trio. He's a guitarist from Glasgow who'll be supporting him. Uh, and then Saturday night, it's basically female singer-songwriters uh, from across Scotland. So um, I'll be doing that night with some of my own material and a band. Um, we've also got Unoma Okudu, who's um, Nigerian, Glasgow-based singer-songwriter, and Amy Paparansky, who's mm. also Glasgow-based, um, kind of more folky vibe with her style. So. Quite a quite a quite a quite team a of lot. artists, musicians. Yes, musicians yeah. There. So hopefully you've memorised all of that stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> that just sounds brilliant. Isn't it's it? like a festival of fun. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like a mini festival in the festival. Yeah, it really does. It sounds yeah. great. And all, are they all coming from a place of um, where they have? Uh, a connection to a church or faith, or are these just a mix of different people that are coming to uh, play and perform music together and maybe find something along the way through that? Yeah, a whole mix, a, a whole mix. mix. Yeah, so obviously we're performing, we've got some friends that we know from other churches that we've invited to be part of it, but we also work closely with um, guys that have maybe come, joined and played in church once or twice, mm -hmm. but um, wouldn't uh, belong to the church. Um, and then also people we've never actually had in the church at all that we just invited to come and play. So That's great. Whole mix. Yeah. Well, I love that. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a question here. Now. This is a cheeky question. Yes. But, <clears throat> um, because I used to do this, but... I don't do it so much now. But will, will there be preachers there as well, preaching in between all the songs? Uh, no. 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 no There's no bait and switch. <laughs> it's, a, it's a gig. It's a gig. Yeah, I mean, sometimes if I'm introducing a song, I get into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that might be a sermon about, you know, uh, uh, the boy who got into a balloon and, and flew across Colorado because that's what the song is about. But I might get I might I might get into it. But there's no kind of intermission. Here's the gospel message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they're advertised as gigs, and in fact, we tried this out as a one-off in March. You know, how would church work as a venue? Um, and it worked really well. So we thought, let's just try this. I mean, I think society is so segregated that a good number of musicians who've come in have said. First time I've ever kind of walked in any church building at all. And mm -hmm. um, so I think just bringing people from different walks of life together is a huge win in and of itself. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, if folks are wondering, what's going on here? Or can I check out more? Fine. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's no kind of, um, you know, we'll, do, we'll let you do the gig if you come to Bible study. There's, yeah, there's no but what's the hidden message and the catch? Yes, and I think... You can you, probably, they can probably sense that as well, if, if there was. Yes, else. yeah. I, I don't want to do IOUs. You know, when Jesus healed people or he gave out free food, he didn't say, okay, you're going to buy my meal next time. Um, and I don't want to do that in any way at all. Um, but I would love to be a person where my kind of faith is existing Monday through Saturday as well as well as Sunday. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to be the person that when I walk into the church building, I suddenly transform into Mr. Spiritual. So it's great having these kind of secular gigs in the building to test that, you know? Is yeah. my faith really only confined to a certain liturgical practice? Or am I, uh, is my faith existing irrespective of where I am? So. And, and of course, that is authentic faith, isn't it? That's, you know, what, what it's all about, isn't it? Walking uh, it and putting it into practice. Putting it into practice, living out uh, the gospel within our gifts and using our talents for that story to be told is how we live it out. Do you find that helps the, the music, that the artists <clears throat> feel that they can come into a space that is uh, safe for them to be able to express themselves without any concerns of, oh, I can't sing that song because I'm in a church, or I can't 
put that, I'll take that line out and change it because it might upset people because I'm in a church and they'll judge me about this, that, or the next thing. I mean, there's definitely a lot more swearing in the building. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would say it hasn't been totally tested yet. No. You know, right. We don't have kind of uh, super intense New York performance artists yeah. uh, stripping down and, you know, like using the toilet in the middle of the room to, to say, we, it hasn't been tested to that extreme yet. No, no. So I can't, I can't totally answer, but I think folks do feel comfortable. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least in their, in their music and their performances. Yeah. Too, too. yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes this week. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we'll have some I'm, surprises. Yeah, we'll tell you, you know. next time, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. There is an element as well, like, for the bands that we're putting together, you know, folks are coming in and the songs that we're doing are, are learning and from what we've written or what we're saying through the song. And so maybe understanding and engaging in that way instead mm-hmm. of just coming in. There will be some artists that come and just perform their own stuff and the whole thing. Yeah. But um, I think they, they, being able to work on projects together is huge to, um, to, yeah, for them to learn about us and for us to... So how have them. you gone about putting a project like this together? You know, how how do you, do you start off thinking with some kind of, is there some kind of theme in the music that you want people to think about or can people just, the, the artists just come and do their own set or is there something you're asking them to help us explore this idea? I don't know, is it? No? It's a great question. The, I think generally the artists are welcome just to come and do their own set as they mm. normally would and um, yeah, uh, obviously different if it's our music. And we're doing it this, yes. you know, sort of level that they have to understand what the song's about, I suppose. Yeah. But um, we're definitely at a like introductory level of, you know, hello, we exist, mm-hmm. and you exist. You know, it's like very early dating, if you will. Um, but I do think uh, in, in the future, it's a brilliant idea to have topical um, <clears throat> ideas to gather around and hear the perspective of those of faith and those of no faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's not only useful to hear those perspectives, but I think it's really useful to have a third party around which we can gather because so much of contemporary art is about just me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. And to say, let's look at something else collectively and agree on that can, can be a great kind of um, active diplomacy or a peacekeeping thing because you're getting outside of yourself and, and thinking of this other thing. So I, I think it's a really good shout. Do you know, we, 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 the previous podcast, we were speaking to Jonathan Meyer, who is uh, a performer just now in, 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 the, in the Fringe, and he's doing a show entitled um, We Are Traffic, uh, An Uber Adventure. Adventure. Um, in the discussion we had, he was talking about the reason that the, the, the traffic and the Uber is all about is talking about the isolation that people find and uh, that we're, we're almost like traffic moving around and where are we going? And uh, the Uber driver you know, you, you gives his, his car as an opportunity to become a friend to someone and a safety place where mm. they can take them to a destination. Mm. And we were just talking about that... Uh, the, he was just talking about the reality of how people are looking for a destination in life. Mm. And uh, You said, especially with the musicians being like an island, mm, there totally. is also that mm. element of separation where maybe they get themselves into this rut where they don't maybe collaborate totally. with, yeah. with each other and totally. with other musicians. Definitely. Absolutely. And a sort of protectedness to their, their own music yeah. and keeping it, I don't want to share the, 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 tra- the transcripts because I don't want people to steal it or take the lines or... Mm-hmm. Well, it's a natural extension of contemporary society. So you can write, record, release, 
on the comfort of your own home. Mm. You can record the album, you can put it onto whatever social media platform you want, and you don't, in a sense, need anyone. It can be a whole digital existence. So I think it's hard to break those patterns and say, no, we're going to commit to a physical space. We're going to commit to being with another, with one another. Um, and I think sometimes it's it's uh, patterns of life that you end up getting sucked into. You, you, you never meant to do it, but it, suddenly you find yourself totally isolated. I think most people are quite aware that loneliness is the modern epidemic. So even in just having gatherings <clears throat> in itself feels like a bit of medicine for, for all of us. Mm -hmm. And to encourage collaboration. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. On a musical level, how do you how have you found that this sort of interacting with all these different musicians from different backgrounds uh, and different um, musical skill sets has informed your own music as uh, performers yourselves? We're actually just talking about that on the way coming in. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just off the back of that conversation as well. I, I've been brought into the church as a sort of resident artist and uh -huh. I've been hugely blessed by being part of a community and to work with John and to work with other musicians. and. Um, yeah, I, I think an artist nowadays also has to cover so many different roles. Like, so you're not just doing the music, but you're doing like, uh, well, the writing, the arranging, the there's, producing. There's the, the producing, but then there's also like the the organising and the administration and mm. the marketing and sound engineering and like a whole heap of different things. And I've certainly been. I, I was certainly struggling before to try and figure out how to do this by myself and being able to be part of, of this community where I can learn from other people and then also be exposed to um, musicians of different genres and um, styles that I wouldn't have been able to, to do before um, is, is huge and I'm, it's a tough process because yeah. I'm like, is that me? I don't know if that's really me, but that's really cool what they're doing. And so it's been um, kind of bashing around trying to figure out. But as a result, I think it's going to produce like a much better. I'm going to become a much better artist as a result yeah. of being stretched and trying and trying these uh -huh. different things. And I think as an artist, it can be a dangerous and also fantastic place to be in that place of uncomfort, uh -huh. where you're sort of trying to find something new and adopting and willing to take in new styles and inputs. But also there's this kind of risk that you're trying something new and it might all go wrong, uh -huh. you know, uh -huh. but it could be great. Yeah. It could be, you know. We, we yeah. try to foster week in and week out an attitude of diversity. Yeah. Mm. And not just diversity of style, but diversity of personality and skill set. Mm -hmm. So one of our values at church is both excellence and inclusion, um, which seems like they're totally at odds. But I think when you have a different rubric from which to assess success, it works. So for example, uh, my background is, you know, the classical conservatory and, and a certain type of excellence. Um, and if I only pursue that, I've just excluded a vast majority of potential contributors. But if part of the rubric is seeing people liberated seeing them encouraged to take part so that they feel like church is, is their family as well, um, fostering a sense of uh, empowerment for people who are nervous or shy or feel like this isn't for me. Suddenly you have these incredible success stories mm. of personalities taking part in weekly church music who otherwise never would. If you're not on board with that and you, and you see it from the outside, you think, 
This is a disaster. <laughs> Part of it is the correct casting, and we learn the hard way. So you can have really meaningful, excellent music if the right people are cast in the right roles. So wouldn't want to give a lead role to somebody who's just starting out, but I can give them that one note that they know how to play. And in the context of a story, of a song, of a band, it feels like incredible. And it can be all the difference for them. That can be the absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And who knows? Five years down the line, they might surprise you, and they might end up being, you know, yes. the highlight of the band. Yes, you know. yes. And some people need that inroad because they might have only previously related to music in a scenario where you get one shot, and if you can't do it in this particular way, you're not musical. Well, maybe they are, but they just didn't fit in that one thing. Mm. So every week we're kind of uh, mm. workshopping mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. stylistically as well, because we're really keen to not say. The worship of God sounds like mm. this hymnody or this contemporary song or whatever. But as we diversify culturally as a church, we're trying to represent that week in and week out in different sounds and, and so on. So as we come to these shows and these different artists come in, I'm thinking, great, more of the same. Yeah. Bring it on. And some of them are going, whoa, 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 what's all, what's all this mm -hmm. mixing? And so on. I think, mm -hmm. yeah, let's do it. Let's mm -hmm. do it. Real fusion. But I think that's really because a lot of them, um, before I really was too involved with anything to do with church, um, my father used to play a lot of Christian music in the radio. And, dun, me, dun, dun. and me, and my, me and my brother would have the same reaction. Yes. It's like, oh, there's more of that. Because you can, yeah. I, you can yeah. hear it right away. Before they even get to the line where yeah. they mention God's our savior yeah. or Jesus, yeah. you can hear that's Christian music. Yeah. Mm. And I it's got the this same particular, old or new, it's got this particular flavor and sound yes. that it doesn't seem to evolve and stylistically change. So it's interesting to hear you saying you're exploring new ways of uh, looking at the style of worship music and how that could sound. Yes. Collaborating with other artists. Because that might be an avenue that we need to go in. Well, I mean, I had a, I had a chance to work with um, men associated with a Bethany charity. Hmm. And some of them were homeless, some of them were coming out of addiction, and so on. And we'd have these moments where they would enter in, you know, regular middle-class churches. And it was like, everybody knew. And I thought, what a shame, you know. And I think the same thing is true in the kind of way that Christian music works. We've all agreed upon this one kind of clothes to wear yeah. and emotion to have, level of kind of vulnerability, whatever the category is. And we need every once in a while, folks from completely other walks of life to come in and say, did you remember us? Did you remember this other option? You yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so the more we can reach out to other artists or different personalities and, and bring them in, the more they're gonna help us. Mm -hmm. Two ways. Two, yes, yeah. totally two-way street there. Because there mm. must be more than one way to have music be spiritual. I mean, the origins of uh, what we now have is our modern gospel music, especially a lot of the stuff coming out of America, has a particular style. Yes. Mostly coming from Hillsong and some of the other big churches that have influenced that because they've yes. been mega hit, yes. you know, sort of yes. charting singles. Yes. Mm. But uh, it came from gospel music. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that then informed blues and that informed jazz. And, yes. You know, there's no reason why blues and jazz can't also be spiritual music. Some of it's incredibly moving. Totally. And mm -hmm. talking about stories and well if you read the bible you you have to deal with apocalyptic writing yeah. you have to deal with lists of names that's not gonna be everybody's cup of tea i'm sorry but you got to deal with it deal with poetry you have to do with letters you have to deal with it all so i'm thinking like same thing how did we end up with only one one of those mm -hmm. you know so i'm trying week in and week out or with with these gigs or whatever to say am i really gonna say yes and amen to that whole canon of scripture or am I like well, I only like this one bit and and part of me yeah doesn't want to go there but 
have to deal with it. Mm. So. One of the areas I think listening to you talk about would be the exciting area of trying to create a community where people produce their own praise worship, their own praise songs that totally. come out of the community. Um, you know, for many years I was minister in, in one parish and we produced, at just at a level, we produced something like three albums of our own homemade songs. Great. You know, and people used to love singing their own songs uh, because they were authentic. Well, and you know all the words, that's a they, benefit too. <laughs> and they knew the people who were, who'd written them. And, they, oh. and, and let's play, you know, we've got a song that we, 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 call, we used to call Liam's Song. You know, and people would remember Liam's song, but it was really actually, if Sam 100, but he had, but mm. so what I'm saying is, I think what you're, ex what you're exploring and doing at your church, I think we need to encourage more of that mm. because I think it works. What I'm saying is, mm -hmm. you know, in our, when I was in Bowness for years, that, that was one of the things that we worked on. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was liberating to just let people mm -hmm. write their own songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the things we've been doing in Sanctuary First is the same thing. We've been getting people to write their own material. And it tends not to be too praisey. It's a bit country-western, some Sometimes of Sometimes it. it can be a bit of everything. So, we have a live event on a Friday we call the Live Jam, and we get different musicians come in, some of faith, some on the fringes. And uh, the variety of different music can be fantastic. And as you say, some of it's more polished. Some people are more further along their journey of being a music an artist than others, Aye. but that's fine because this, what they're singing about, even though it might not have that fine studio polish, has got the heart and the soul mm. that that message in there still connects to people mm -hmm. that uh, tune in with that. So I think that's, as you're saying, that, that's the sort of thing to foster. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, even the polish thing is complicated. So a lot of my favorite music is indigenous music mm. Mm -hmm. and the nature of that music is circular. So the musicians in the community are all uh, kind of interwoven, whereas contemporary Western music is stage and audience. Yes. And polish is based on that stage and audience uh, agreement, whereas in a community, um, the nature of excellence is also reflected in, you know, how that, how those uh, the, the 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 musicians and the the kind of people of the community are interacting, the way they're telling the story, the and that can sometimes be extremely raw. It can be interrupted. It can be uh, not go according to plan. Yeah, yeah. But but it's because they've kind of agreed on a different way of of doing the whole uh, expression of art. And I, I I would love somehow to get our churches to go back to more of the circle mm. um, as opposed to I'm the performer I'm mm. the preacher you are the audience too mm. performative you're passive you're yeah. watching a show mm. we're you know. all part of it we, yeah we're all I, I love and contribute to that sound I that's happening that. in the room absolutely absolutely I love that John I love that approach who's who like who is you know I, I, when I had the chance to see uh, Flamenco music in Barcelona. Um, oh, it's wonderful stuff. I, I loved how I couldn't figure out the rules. So there were times where the audience was whistling, almost heckling, kind of like uh, aggressive in their relationship to the performers. I thought, is this okay? You know, and then there are other times you could hear a pin drop because of the respect <laughs> that was for that moment. And they, they knew just what was appropriate. Whereas Without needing a 
a calling yes, board saying yes, applause yes, now. Yes, yes. Sort of instinctive. You can tell when the moment is for silence. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. if we could create, we've been talking about music. Yeah. But if we could create that <clears throat> into all the arts. Yeah. So, like, so as, as we were speaking in the podcast studio, looking in through the stained glass windows here is Windows of the Resurrection, which was put together by members of our community mm. in the Sanctuary First. Mm. But if we could create more of that opportunity... Collaborative art. Collaborative. Mm. Yeah. What, what, and, and also across denominations. Yeah. Now, this, is a th this is the thing. You know, how, how for it are we to say, you know, we in the Church of Scotland, why don't we collaborate with, with the City of Hope Church yeah. and do yeah, something yeah, yeah. together? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what we're doing even in this podcast. Mm -hmm. But the, the challenge is to go further. Yeah. And to allow ourselves to be, make the circle bigger mm. and more inclusive, to allow the Spirit of God to start working in our lives and, and, and open up our hearts to one another. Yeah. And to, and to see where it might lead us. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, as a testimony, it's messy, it's hard. Oh, yeah. Hmm. But I think once you get a taste, uh, it's hard to go back. Mm. It's really hard to go back. I love that idea of the, the viewer and the participant uh, mm. being also part of the process of creating the art. Yeah. Uh, and in a similar way, when you go to view a painting, you could say, well, what's the, what's the experience? What, what, how do you know whether it's good art or not? Uh -huh. So well, are you connecting to it? Uh -huh. But your process of connecting to it is what's making it good art. Uh -huh. No, not because it's inherently, there's no sort of scale or this is a good painting, this is a bad painting, this is a good song, this is a bad song. So what one's the one that you're feeling and connecting to and is speaking to you, but without the, the viewer, there's nothing to bounce off of. Yeah. There's nothing to connect to. So we're intrinsically involved with it. And you're right, there is, in a lot of culture, this line between I'm the artist, you're the yeah. consumer. Yeah. But there's more of a blur than we maybe give ourselves credit for. Yeah, I mean, some of the most profound conversations about art I've had and music are from non-musicians. Mm. Yeah, and you need them in your life mm. to tell you what you're doing is baloney. <laughs> yeah, you, you absolutely need that. Yeah. And you need to, you also need to open doors for them. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, the, those times singing with the, the, the Bethany guys um, were amazing because I bring in a song, oh, it's a great song. You know, they look at me like, this is trash. Like, <laughs> we're not doing this. But then I'd, I'd sometimes <clears throat> expose them to music that they never knew about. I could see, okay, week one, two, three, four, five, they're looking at me like, eh, week six, yeah, we're on board, you know, and that that, that was a that was a kind of uh, uh, similar principle outside of a formal church setting, but similar principle of like, let's get in the circle. Mm -hmm. Let me learn from you. And I didn't want to for a long time because again, I I came from this kind of classical background, and the problem with high art is that your pursuit of excellence. What's happening is at the same time you're pushing all other. Uh, forms and expressions down. You can only be high because you're pushing everybody else down. So in the classical world, often too, too often you'd hear, uh, you know, ah, but those folk musicians, they're so simple and, you know, and those... It's easy music. Yeah, or, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, know. you know, but to, to say, forget that, let's, let's listen to each other is, I think, yeah. really important. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, we've been having a fascinating discussion together. It would be good, actually, to hear some of the samples of the music that we're talking about, wouldn't it? Yes, I think so. So I think before we before we go out, we'll maybe play uh, a clip of some of the, the music that you've been talking about from some of your shows, mm -hmm. and uh, we'll have a listen to that. And hopefully uh, we'll be able to build that relationship over the, over the next few months with the 
with with Hope City and uh, and bring on some of your material onto Sanctuary First and promote some of your work. Hey, you've got our number. (laughs) (laughs) So So remind us again, where can people catch your shows in the remaining days of the the festival? uh, Yep. Live and in person. It's at our church, so it's Hope City Church, Edinburgh. It's in South Gyle, 17F South Gyle Crescent. Mm -hmm. Um, Above the Greggs. Above Above the Greggs. Greggs. There we go. Easy to find. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you can buy tickets off the Fringe website. They're listed. Um, So if you search for Hope City Church, all three should come Great. So we're going to go out with some music from the um, Hope City Church. But before we do so, we've been one of the things we've been doing in each podcast is really welcoming you and thanking you, the viewer and the listener, for being part of our um, podcast today. And because you're listening and we are sharing with you, we would like to have the opportunity to just bless you. And there's this wonderful blessing in Scripture which says, May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace now and always. Amen. Until next time, let's go out with some music from the Hope City Church. Come